Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, just whenever I finish a book I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone down to download and listen to. Joining me today as normal is my girlfriend Juliana. Say hello Juliana. Hello everyone. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about a book this time which Juliana, Juliana didn't read. And I don't even know what book it is. Well I'll get to that in a second. First of all, a okay. little bit of news. Thank you very much to all of the people who have supported on Patreon because this book was uh, uh, um, recommended by someone who um, supported actually it wasn't a Patreon donation but someone said hey I'd like to support uh, you uh, and the podcast and you as well as people because uh, I've listened to you know hundreds and hundreds of hours of you guys talking and uh, so he sent me some money and then recommended a book and the idea being that um, one of the Patreon levels of support is uh, you decide the topic. Now that was made for like juggling videos or juggling right, podcasts yes. that people can like recommend topics and we get to them at some point. But um, for SFBRP... It works as well. So exactly. if, if someone gives a, a good level and uh, this was Soren and he did and so he recommended this book which I'll get onto in a second. So I just want to say thank you very much to everyone who is who has supported us and like I say with, with our current um, financial situations and work situations every little bit of support has come in super 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 yes, handy this year like, very much so i'm very, so impressed by the generosity of people yeah. thank you all so much it really really has made a huge difference uh, this year with luke no longer being a professional juggler or a performer of like, any kind in theory you still are and we're just going into lockdown again and uh, yeah it's uh, it's all a bit it's all a bit crazy which is the german kind of lockdown which yeah. is not really a lockdown well it's not a lockdown but it does it, it it's, it's a restriction it's a restrictions and things yeah. like that, uh, which uh, uh, oh, let's do the other bit of news. What's that? Wait, I just I just introduced you. Oh, I said right. I don't normally do this. I say normally just say yeah, yeah, right. joining me is that Juliana. That was quite suspicious, wasn't it? I, I normally just say joining me is Juliana, and this time I said joining me is my girlfriend my Juliana. Girlfriend. But I normally just say Juliana because uh, I'm you know we've we've even said girlfriend is a bit weird because or partner we should say partner or yeah. something like that. But that always I'm always like if I'm talking to people and I'm talk want to talk. Yeah, I, I want to say something about you, and yeah. then I'm. No, you're not boyfriend. Yeah, I know. Then um, I say partner. Yeah, but then, but then, that then feels you say so, yeah. so artificial. I know, and also it's weirdly I've used that a few times. I said, "Oh, me and my partner," and they're like, "Are, are you gay?" And I'm like, "Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's like when you th- when like when uh, like gay that's couples way, talk yes, about partners. Of course, they can. Uh, they, that's what they. I know but just it's, a different wording. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the what the rules are or what the thing <laughs> like what the different uh, things are. What people get from that, but it, that yeah, has it been like partner is a very gender neutral m- way of saying it yes. because you don't want to say girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. So you just want to say it is more serious, just just a friend. Yeah, or girlfriend or something. Yeah, but if you don't want to say anyway, we're getting uh, tip, as typical on the science fiction book review podcast. We get into a, a semantics and etymology <laughs> uh, discussion about it. Anyway, the news is Juliana and I are getting married on Friday, this coming Friday. That's, and, uh, that's correct. And it's for, uh, it, it's, it's going to be weird, like, because we're, like, one of the things that I didn't know we were going to do for a wedding, if we ever got married, was buy matching face masks. And that's, <laughs> that's, yes. uh, that's, when it, that's like, the only thing we're organising for the wedding. Uh, yeah. We're not really big uh, marriage people, certainly not big. Oh, I, I remember actually. know by now. I just put, we <laughs> discussed this quite in quite a lot of detail on the, on the coronavirus, on our latest juggling podcast that I actually put in the SFBRP feed. Oh, so right. people might have already heard all 
all this news yes. already. So, uh, um, yes, I got into a, a surprisingly long rant about how much I am against uh, weddings in particular and marriage yeah, in, in um, slightly more general uh, but very specific weddings. So, yeah, anyway, we're getting married. And uh, so from now on, I can say at the beginning of the podcast, uh, joining me today my is wife. my wife, Juliana. No, of That's course I won't do that. I would... Even even after getting married, I'd probably still more likely to call you girlfriend than partner. But wife, I'm not know. sure. I th- I quite like this. There's one guy on on YouTube that calls uh, his wife uh, the lady I live oh, with. Oh yeah, lady I live with. I, yeah. I really like that. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, there's some podcasts that I listen to and they just, often they have different things, sort of like they, they're trying to keep their family members anonymous. But of course, there's only two. They only have two other family members or yeah. something like that. So like an acquaintance I live with. Or, or like um, I was talking today to uh, an, a, a close acquaintance and it's yeah. sort of like, yeah, your wife. You were talking to but like the, the person I live with. Yeah. Not so much. No, not so much. I, again, it's like I wouldn't say the person I live with, but uh, I, I quite like the lady I live with or the yeah. woman I live with or something like that. But I don't yeah. know. It's a. Uh, her, I'm certainly not going to call you hubby or something hubby, like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're definitely not that kind. Hubby. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's our news. Um, yeah. Again, it's 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 going to be, it's very strange. And we're using the excuse of coronavirus to not invite anyone to our wedding, but then go and visit them on our honeymoon. That's the yeah. plan. So we're going to travel around and do a, a big tour where we, visit anyone people. who would have been invited to a wedding if we had, if we were wedding kind of people, which we're not. Um, but if we were wedding kind of people and we're inviting people, instead of doing that way, we're going to do a tour next year year and and uh, and hopefully meet all the people yeah uh, who i'm really looking forward to it because it's literally the only thing in our diary for next year is go visit people who would have come to our wedding if, yeah. if we weren't in lockdown not a lot going on i keep no. forgetting the date i keep saying november like, november the first no not what? the date i'm saying oh, the date, the date of our of... wedding oh yeah okay well. <laughs> <Keep> mixing, <laughs> mixing it up. anyway um, so uh, yeah that's it yes. uh, the wedding and um yeah that's doesn't, it. Doesn't really change anything. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's, uh, it's it, just. It's it. It does change different. something. It changes something for our. For the outside. For the for the outside. For uh, for the German government yes. thinks thinks that we're actually together. And when you go into the hospital, I can visit actually, you and things yes. like that. Yeah. And uh, and if either one of us dies, we don't have to pay tax on the house well, not, inheritance. N- and not not as much. Okay, I'm just saying that <laughs> one of, one of the reason we did it was sort of like we we already had to we already had to I'm already paying for your life insurance and you're already paying for my life insurance. Yeah. So it's like we're already we're already like a long way there, or a lot closer to that into those into those directions with all the paperwork. But in the end, getting married was the the final the final paperwork step of of living together and owning property I together in Germany. I can't think of any more paperwork that can come after this. Yeah, because this has been a big thing with Juliana and me. Like, um, it goes all the way back. Like when I first like after I moved in, there was some regulations and law changes in in Germany and things like that with uh, with health insurance. So. Yeah. One yeah, of since the things, 2012, yeah. man, health insurance is mandatory Yeah, in and me and Juliana get to, got together in 2011 and one of the first things we did paperwork-wise was go, oh, right, actually, we needed to get that sorted out. And then there was all finances and tax sorted out and got me and we got me an accountant. So uh, yes, I like do... to say or see that I sorted out your in health insurance and tax yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were a big help in that. And yeah. then we had, we over the years, we've had other things. Oh, my German citizenship was another German thing and passing all those yes. exams and, and things like that. That and then just as 
just as I finished up that and I was pretty much I went into the office picked up my uh, German passport and German Julian was like mm, and now buying a house and no, so then there was a no 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 what, what? no that wasn't quite the order of things we at that point we said okay now we're done for a while with yeah, yeah, paperwork yeah yeah that's it exactly now we're done we're not no more bits of paperwork now we're done and then literally two months later it was sort of like all right we're gonna buy a house and then we d- did all of that and then we're In like the shortest amount and then we're possible. like and now we're done no yeah. more paperwork for ages and now yeah. we're like actually uh okay that, there's one more thing yeah, let's, one just, more thing. let's just get over with this and then and then it's done so we have reached our final paperwork for a german bureaucracy form but again we've said this for the for the last few years where we're like all right we're yeah. all up to date we don't have anything this else to do except that I now can't. i don't have a job and we're doing grant applications yes, and job applications thing. and stuff yeah okay we've talked for eight minutes about that let's get on to let's the actual to today's the book. book what is the book the I'm, book is the called, tension well, is killing me let me say it so this was soren who uh, says this um i said as per patreon awards you this would qualify qualify for you for the you pick the topic reward if so if there's a book you'd like us to read and talk about or a topic you'd like us to give a message back with your suggestion um and he says, "Oh well, I'll keep. I guess, guess, I guess I'll keep that in mind next time I read complex science fiction. You and Juliana's discussion often bring up new perspectives of the book, so that's definitely a cool possibility." So he says, uh, "If you're looking for a good book series, I'd recommend The Alchemy Wars by Ian Tregellis. Without okay. spoiling it, it's an alternate hi- alternate history that takes the, its premise that alchemy is real and it leads to the Dutch to rule the world. The Dutch, the, yeah, the Dutch. Uh, right. The language is really beautiful, and there are themes of soul, free will, and slavery. They're very cheap on Amazon, like five dollars a piece. So uh, he also asks, "Hey, I just watched Tenet uh, with my son, and wonder if you've seen it. If so, why isn't there a podcast on it? We haven't seen it yet. No. Uh, it, it came out uh, in cinemas only, didn't it? Well, yeah. I'm, as soon as it comes out on streaming or yeah. something." We'll, we'll get it because yeah. like we're interested in that kind of thing exactly. so that's that was his other option of uh, topic to talk about is okay. is a science fiction movie yeah, we, i'm sure we will get to that one as well um yes so uh the alchemy wars book number one by ian tregellis and have you read anything by him before no i i haven't because he mostly does um like alternative uh his alternate hit alternative alternate history kind yeah. of things okay and that's I wouldn't say not some. It's not that I'm not a fan of that. It's mm. that I, I've never really. It's never really won me over that idea. There's there's some things in science fiction where you can just be like, here is another exploration of dot 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 dot, like time travel. I'm like, I'm there. Just give me like give me someone else's take on time travel. And this is some and uh, portals. Yeah, and port yeah portals. Some of those portal <laughs> fictions. I'm like, yeah, just give me like more explorations of someone like creating portals through to different dimensions and then popping back out there. Like I yeah yeah. All good, all good. Mm-hmm, no problem mm-hmm. at all about any of that. Um, alternate, you know, alternate history is one of the things that I read a few of those books. And any time anybody else based the idea of their book, like, oh, this is an alternate history where dot 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 dot, that they introduce the idea of alternate history in it doesn't make me any more likely to read the book. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of like it's you know the thing that comes along with that is that has to convince me uh, that has to be the thing that convinces me that it's it's uh, that it's worth reading yes you know? also it it feels to me like alternate history isn't always doesn't particularly have to mean science fiction mm-hmm. like no and that's the thing um uh, like the other books that are about here, I was just looking on. Uh, I was just looking on the um, uh, the, the alchemy, uh, the the mechanical, which is the book number one of the alchemy wars. The 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 Goodreads page, and people are saying, "Oh yes, I read the other books by this same author, Ian Tregellis, and it's set in it's uh, set in uh, uh, World War Two, and magic exists, and there's like wizards go over and fight the Nazis and stuff like that." Okay. 
that kind of that kind of alternate history interests me not at all because if there's magic in the world why would england be at war with it, germany yes. and why would there be nazis They're... if it's known and then if it's secret it's not really alternate history because you haven't had an alternate history that it's just something fictional hidden. happening in the past yeah, yeah. hidden and happening in the past and then yeah. something fictional happens and if something fictional happens in the past which doesn't cause an alternate history to either be written about or to be in the backing or back of the book it's sort of like well we're just talking about historical fiction right. with fantasy inserted into it to me it feels always like alternate history can only like especially if we are going back to a certain point and presume that up until then everything has everything been, was the same was the same as ours and then yeah. something happened to then make it separate from our current yeah well that's what reality. it is so it can't really be something that doesn't actually already exist in Yo, our I don't world know. i don't know anyway i for example here's someone i was introduced to his work with the milkweed triptych a series about british warlocks versus nazi super soldiers in an alternate history of world war ii uh, then i picked up something more than night a futuristic urban fantasy type metaphysical hard-boiled detective noir story about angels you know it's that kind okay. of thing so um neither of those books interest me at all and i'm pretty sure if someone said hey how about this book i'd be like Eh, maybe I'll put it on my list and then never get around to reading it. But again, someone said, "Hey, this is this is the you pick the topic. This is my you pick the topic pick." And then you read it, and, and I read it, and I'm really glad I did because it's it's it was way. Well, actually, the idea behind it, once I read the, a bit of the blurb on Goodreads, uh, it, it, I was like, all oh, right, I can understand where the science fiction themes will come from okay. in this in this story. So let's have a go okay. look at this one here. Uh, actually, that blurb is not the blurb I'm in. Let's say the, the audible blurb. Soon after the Dutch scientist and clockmaker Christian Huygens invented the very first clacker in the 17th century, the Netherlands built a whole mechanical army. It wasn't long before a legion of clockwork fusiliers marched on marched on Westminster and the Netherlands became the world's sole superpower. Mm -hmm. Three centuries later, it still is. Only the French still fiercely defend their belief in universal human rights for all men, flesh and brass alike. After decades of warfare, the Dutch and French have reached a tenuous ceasefire in a conflict that has raged North America. And then, then it goes on to like introduce the main character. So here's the thing. These clackers. The idea being that Huygens goes over, this is in the 17th century, goes over to London and meets up with uh, Isaac Newton. Right. And, and Isaac Newton, and they compare alchemy notes because Isaac Newton apparently, and this is, you know, this is not in the book, but re really he wrote just as much about alchemy as he did about optics or whatever and mathematics. Right. right. So like he, it was a, like alchemy was a serious. Was a big, yeah, it was a big uh, field of science at that. Yeah, because people didn't actually point. know what science was by then. Yeah, like they no. didn't, even, there wasn't even a word for scientists. They would call mm -hmm. themselves like, uh, like natural historians or whatever yeah. they are, or naturalists or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so yeah, he comes back and he he works out a way to imbue clockwork mechanisms with some kind of alchemy, like they they call, they call them alchemical, um, like anagrams or something. So, like scratch scratch marks mm -hmm. on um, on the parts of the machines, which then gives them continuous power, so they d never have to be wound up. It's mm -hmm. sort of like an al alchem alchemical. 
like um, crystal which keeps it but also the crystal is imbued with um, like intelligence and then layered on top of the intelligence is more like um, scribbles and these they call them like these sigils on the foreheads of these mm. mechanical beings which put in place something called the Gesha and the Gesha is a uh, is like a, a set of rules and commands right so um, that tells them the the being what yes what they what have to do yeah And if they don't follow orders, they feel pain. Mm. And if they don't feel like, and if they don't feel pain, they can just go about their own world. But then on top of that, they uh, go about in the world. And then on top of that, they have what's called the metagesha, mm-hmm. metagesha, which is sort of like the rules about the rules. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of layers of these rules. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very, very much. I was getting very, very strong vibes of the positronic brain and the three laws of robotics by okay. Isaac Asimov, which is sort of like in the caves of steel and all the iRobot and all that kind. Of stuff. Yes. In each one of those stories is another discussion about here is a robot. There's this weird situation. How did the robot res- respond to that? And then how did the humans get to terms with why the robot responded in that way? Okay. Like which of the three laws of robotics is the stronger in this case? And that's very much yeah. the same with these geisha and meta geisha. Sort of like, oh, in this case, they have to follow this rule, but then they can't allow their human master to come to harm. So the other rule also need to be Yes, which of the three Obeyed, rules yeah. is more important? Right. Res- like not letting the ha- harm come to your owner mm. or a human being, following the orders of that human being or following the orders of the the metagesha which is sort of like the 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 laws which are or the 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 rules that are put in place by like not just the owner but then the uh, the leaseholder because ev- nobody actually owns their uh, clackers. They all lease the clackers and the clackers are owned by the like the the Dutch crown you know okay. ultimately the dutch crown yeah so so or, if you're if the 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 owner or like the yeah. the leaser the, yeah. the, the, the person the leasee, renting, yeah. yeah um is saying something that they yeah. should do yeah is then they need to also have in mind is that in uh no they don't have to have that in mind they just give orders yeah. and if it doesn't go against it the clacker will just say i'm sorry this goes against the my metagage or this goes against the laws the, or my yeah. lease you know yeah. there's lots so of I lease holding then, kind of yeah. things for example there were what with friends so mm. france doesn't have any clackers mm. because all of them come from the the forge this big this, this one place in the hague mm. where all of these uh, are, uh, made. are made yeah. and programmed and you can't take them apart you can't move them you can't examine them all oh, those are what's the law that's what the laws are and mm. also they won't allow that they will self destruct mm-hmm. um, before they allow allow themselves to be taken apart etc you brought up uh, the ro- the laws of uh, robotics yeah three and, laws of robotics uh, and- And um, um, what's his name? Isaac's uh, Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, the first thing I had in my head was actually the Murderbot series. Okay. Because Is there some, some the similar bot, stuff in there? Yes, they have. A, um, I now forgot the. Uh, it also has a, 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 a module, a yeah. module in, yeah. in their in their head um, that. Um, That, for example, then also gives them pain if they do something against the thing what they are, their masters are, yeah. are telling them to do. So, uh, yeah, of course. So it's a similar kind of thing. You you do something and then you get punished, and in the worst case, you you de- you destruct yourself. Yeah, self destruction. You get self destructed, yeah. and um, so you have to. No, follow- if you get self destructed, no. you get if, destroyed. Yes, I mean that's what I'm saying. The, yeah. the the module. Oh, will destroy you. Yeah. yeah like okay, I see. The governor. Yeah. The governor module. Yeah, that's yeah, the, the governor module. Yeah. yeah. So this is like a, a very 
common thing. So that's why, as I started reading this book, I was like, oh, it is a very steampunk, which is never something that's interested me overly much. And it's also alternate history, which is never something which has really caught my fancy. But this whole exploration of... Uh, robot, robot. Even though they're not called robots, they're called clackers and they're mechanicals, yeah. um, uh, or servitors or whatever. That you know, there's lots of different names for them, and there's soldier ones and and household ones and yeah. um, uh, other things like that. So as you read through, a lot of the world building is first of all from the point of view of one of these clackers, okay. also from the point of view of somebody um, called Berenice, and she is over in uh, New France, which is pretty much Quebec, Canada area. Okay. Um, and she is a, a researcher and she has got access to some different uh, clackers who like you're, you're not meant to have be able to keep control of them or do this kind of stuff. But she finds a way to start examining them and try and working mm-hmm. out some of the rules behind them. And also uh, the, the other point of view character is Vissa and Vissa is a priest who is a Catholic priest who is a French Catholic priest but he's trying he's passing in Amsterdam or the Hague I think itself and he is passing himself off as a Protestant minister but as part of the French underground uh, mm-hmm. or the, the the like the people who are in you know the the spies from New France who are actually participating and, and trying to work out what's going on in, right. in this and the the story pretty much kicks off with Clax uh, seeing someone seeing a robot who has got free will and Ooh. there's all these different things about free like uh, um a uh a, that if you get free will and you're not bound by these geisha and metageisha does that suddenly mean you have a soul you know that kind yeah. of thing yeah. and it begins and what's with what's the status that what, what's the status yeah. in society yeah and uh and there's a bit of a MacGuffin, and he has to go and deliver it to new amsterdam which is uh New York, New York, New York in, yeah. in our current in yeah. our world, but it's still New Amsterdam uh, as a as a city, yeah. and you know travels across the Atlantic and goes on missions, and they you know at, at some point all these characters meet up with each other and do okay. things like that. Is any of the main characters Dutch actually? Uh, no, uh, because the Dutch are like the bad guys, and in this case, the French are the, are the good guys. However, and this is what I really like about this: there's nothing really to say that the French are better than like when it starts off, and you're like, oh, the French are the you know the French are the good guys, and the Dutch are the bad guys because they've conquered the whole world with the you know with the whole clackers and yeah, Fran- yeah. and France is like the last you know that standout thing. <laughs> As you go on, you're like, eh, all right, yeah, I guess, but it's like still all like based on monarchy and mm. aristocracy mm-hmm. and there's a lot of torture by the good guys and all of that you know and, and so <laughs> it isn't a clear-cut example um it it feels and but also on top of this like the you know there there is no slave trade because it's all based on the clackers yeah and there, but there's a lot of the kind of like colonialism and like setting up a new society or a new country in mm. america and mm-hmm. like the exploitation of the of the american continent in a way yeah mine or it seems like minus slavery but plus a different kind of slavery and that's with the slavery of the clackers yeah and um and uh, at the very opening of the book, this this clacker called Adam, who has got his free will, mm. uh, says clockmakers lie. And then from then on, all of the clockmakers, whenever they meet each other, they say in their like in their like um, like Morse code language where they're yeah. clacking in, like, they're ticking insides. They greet each other all the time by saying clock clockmakers lie, clockmakers lie. You know, and it's this funny thing that the clockmakers, which is you know the uh, uh, the 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 uh, yeah, the, the clockmakers guild, not the because. But it's like the they are the, like the programmers. Yeah, the programmers, yeah. the people who are because it was the clockmakers who were the were the the the, 
like though the the alchemy mixed with clockmaking mm-hmm. made these clackers. Mm. And there's different then all the clackers aren't just human shaped uh, because of course you want them for different purposes. They need to be you know that they, they you can have non human shaped clackers right. to to do this kind of stuff. And they're very long lived as well. The clacker uh, Jax yeah, was was made in 1806, and this book is set in like t- you know 19. 19- 23 or whatever it is so uh, okay and and all the technology and is is mixed up as well and that's what i kind of the world building is very very good i very much enjoyed it and the way it's written about too and also just all this flavor which it doesn't say and then this and then this and sort of like and so much of that flavor in alternate history books that i've read in the past seems to be about it's sort of like using our language and our assumptions from our world and saying oh it's actually different oh and it's different in this way and even though they're not actually saying that it feels like oh we have i have to explain this because this is different from 2019 of of our world. They don't explain it because this is the way that they're living. Yeah, and in this book, it's sort of like, oh, right. Oh, so France is really good. They don't have any uh, clackers. They don't have any alchemy, uh, like, like alchemy kind of weapons right but because they're not having to work on alchemy they've actually learned proper chemistry <laughs> and so they're like a chemistry superpower ah. and the the alchemy people don't want the chemistry people to discover their secrets but also the chemistry people don't want the alchemy to discover their chemistry secrets and things <laughs> yeah. so oh, that's and quite nice so the book i i very much enjoyed the book it the oh for example here's the, here's the thing at one point i was like oh this is a bit too much on the nose because they managed to like brainwash someone mm-hmm. with some kind of the same kind of alchemy stuff that they use a human with, a human yeah, yeah that they would use on the clackers and as it happens okay. he's like oh no i feel like i'm a, i've lost my free will and he's then under pain when when he can't you know when he's not following orders right he has then the meta and he's like thing. oh it's like they've and i was like and as it as they were describing it, i was like oh right so he's but he's a human with with his free will taken away just mm-hmm. like jax is a is a clacker with who has gained free will not adam no, Adam was a different one. Jack oh, okay. is uh, Adam. Adam is is the first one that we, we meet, meet. Oh, and okay. he's and he's immediately uh, 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 he's killed right at the start because he's he's the, he sees him being brought onto trial and then being executed. So th- that's the opening opening chapter of the book. I'm not giving too much away. The opening chapter of the book is that uh, uh, the guy he says, "No, I'm not going to use my slave name anymore. You can call me Adam." Right. Uh, he doesn't say that's my slave name, but you know that, it. That that people do who yeah. They give themselves a name. Yeah, he, so he gives himself a mm. name uh, of Adam, and then is immediately uh, is immediately executed, and that kind of sets off this this thing, you know, this kind of movement among the clackers that are going, oh, clockmakers lie, because that's what Adam says, you know, yeah. clockmakers lie. Yeah. Uh, the idea, I think, so one he of the idea a being martyr. Yeah, he's he he martyrs him. Well, he doesn't martyr himself. I mean, he's executed, but no, he, he he becomes he one. becomes a martyr in a way. Yeah. Yes, of spreading the message that. It's a lie that uh, clockmakers don't have free will. Yeah. Because, well, again, I don't want to give too much away, but it's 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 made clear quite early on that the reason why the clackers have to do something is because they feel pain if they don't do it. Right. And if you're actually a robot, like if you are like more of a Asimovian robot, it's not that robots feel pain if they start breaking the laws. They just can't do it. Yeah. So if it takes punishment to make someone do something mm. that you want them to do to to make sure that they can't function due to pain and it's a re- pain relief when they follow your orders yeah that's not them following your orders because they want to follow your no. orders anyway so it's this whole thing You're working that, against yeah, their will. humans yeah. humans don't understand again part of the start of the book is where like jack's mistress uh she's he 
he's got like this six-year-old girl who's ordering him around and she's like you've got to follow my orders you've got to follow my orders and he's not following her orders because she doesn't right. understand that actually her father's orders override his, what, uh, her, what she, she's saying yeah. like yeah, of course. Uh, there's other things that going on that are more important yeah. so uh, so yeah it's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird way of looking at it but here's the thing i was like oh it's a bit of annoying he's literally spelling out oh i'm a human who is become who is being ordered around and it's like a clacker mm. and i was like oh that's really disappointing like why didn't you just leave that me to to, to discover that and, to, yeah, to, 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 to go like oh i can see the parallels mm-hmm. here i can see which way around this is going however Ian Tregellis, as an author, pulled it back with this fantastic scene where they meet each other. And there's a human who doesn't have free will. Right. And he meets a clacker who who does does have free free will. will. But... Both of them are trying to hide it from each other. So the the, the, clacker, the clacker is acting like the clacker is acting like he doesn't have free will. Yeah. And, and, tr- human- and trying to pass himself off as a ro as a like as a as, as a, a robot clacker, yeah. as, as a clacker yeah. who, which is only following orders, but he's lying. <laughs> but nobody like clackers can't lie except for like the like the three or four clackers in the history of the world who mm-hmm. have who've had this free will. Because there's there's a few other there's a few others that are mentioned. Oh, there's this legendary clacker who did this, and there's legends of them all going north up to the Arctic Circle and hanging out with polar bears. You know, like, okay, yeah. If you if you're a clacker and you get free will, you either head down to the Amazon jungle right. or you head up to you know, you get Where away from yeah. You can get away it. from the humans, but then at the same time, the human who doesn't have free will anymore has been ordered not to reveal that he doesn't have free will, and so he Ooh, is has a hard just, time. He is trying to get. It. He is trying to communicate to the clacker that he doesn't have free will, but because he doesn't have free will, he can't communicate. Can't and this is fantastic scene. Ooh. I was like, oh, this is exactly what I want in science fiction. This is the kind of like you know that you know what I say. Oh, give me some time travel stuff that I've never heard of before. Yeah. This is one of those great explanations of two characters. It's like it's like a, a, a like the Turing test. Like yeah. two two it isn't it isn't the I Turing mean, test? No, but I'm but just saying the, the level idea of testing. Yeah, the idea of the, the Turing test is that it's double blinded. Like yeah. you are having a conversation with someone, and you have got to decide if they're a, a real intelligence or an artificial intelligence. Yes, you know it's yeah. the. Uh, it's the it's the Turing test. It's the imitation game. Is is was the original? It's like the movie. That's the yeah, title yeah. of the movie. Yeah. The imitation game is the is the original title because this something has to imitate what it's like to be human. Mm. But the point is, if you don't know if you're ha- if examining a. a, a a, a robot or a human if you can't tell which one it is it doesn't also it doesn't matter what you are because they the, the other person sitting on the other side of the test also, also doesn't know and so this is one of those great examples of this i'm like oh right so what we're having here is a, a fr- like a free will battle yeah where somebody who doesn't have free will but is a human who is always so humans are always assumed to be able to have free will yeah. doesn't have free will and but also is, is ordered to not reveal is ordered to not reveal it that he doesn't have free will and on the other side, you have the clacker who shouldn't have free will, does have free will, but can't reveal that he does have, have free, free will, will. Because if so, he will get executed. Like yes. it, literally one of the main meta geshers, uh, one of the main things that is the overriding thing of all of all clackers is mm-hmm. if they discover a clacker, which is a rogue clacker who has free will, yeah. they all point towards it and then try and grab it and try and, and, and hold it down and kill right. it, you know, right. and destroy it. And that, yes. That's one of the main things that they do. Yeah, if you, you if you find one Yeah. It's it's one of those perfect like meta rules that 
holds things in place you mm-hmm. know like um like if you uh, like in, the, it, in well, the light brigade yeah how it was set up how the world yeah like yeah, the yeah. politics was working yeah to, to, this was a big strong setup for then the story yeah to play in to, but it, let yeah. me put it this way it's it's also like some religions like yeah. with, like say islam if you leave if you say that you no longer believe in islam you're now what is it apostasy or something like that mm-hmm. uh, where it's that's that's a, a sin Mm. And so, and the punishment for not being part of the religion anymore is if the if the re- punishment for not being part of the re- religion anymore or leaving the religion is death. That's like a really, really strong way to make sure nobody leaves. Like, like that. That's like a meta rule of like of yeah, the of game. Yeah, the rules. Oh, yes, it's like the rules on top of the rules. Yeah. This meta rule no, again. Uh, I get it. It's. The, I'm not saying this is a religion for the clackers or anything yeah. like that. But anyway, I'm just saying this one scene made all of the slightly too heavy handedness leading up to that scene worth it for that one scene. And I was like, right. oh, right. This is this is this is great. This is like prime science fiction. This is the thing that you can do with science fiction. Yeah. Even if not. And uh, let me go back to over here to this message from Soren. He said, I just noticed you started reading it. It's not really science fiction. So if it doesn't make it onto the podcast, I would like to know what you thought. And I said, the mechanical is just as much science fiction as many other books I've reviewed. There are robots and discussions of free will. And if something is alive or not, all perfect science fiction goodness. And that, that is what this book was for, for me. You know, yeah. it was sort of like, ah, this is what I don't normally get from the steampunk that I've dabbled in and tried in the past or the alternate history stuff that I've tried in the past. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so it uh, good. I uh, just wanted to. Up. I just wanted to remind you of this book that we read. I can't. I don't remember the title now. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, like uh, the author is like Guy Cavriel or something. Oh right, yeah. With those towers, with the spinning things. Uh, yes. No, uh, I, I, I remember, remember the name. Okay, remember? let's go over to um, episode lists. Let's go. It was also with religion and stuff that no, I no, didn't I, get. I, I did get. No, no, I remember. It's uh, Pavana. Pavan, yes. Th- yeah, that's a different one. That was Keith Roberts, Pavana. Keith. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was it. Um, um, yeah, but yes. that was with fairies and Jesus and stuff in... in uh, uh, but yes, yes also, but also with uh, the mechanical, like the yeah, yeah. things and stuff. So that was the, the signaling towers and yes, things the like signaling that. Yeah, that, that was a bit steampunk. Yeah, there was a little bit of that and religion and all kind of things. Yeah, and that was also a book that you enjoyed. Yeah, and uh, and and then I think for me, always the the big other alternate history is the man in the high castle. Yeah, that's that's not. I that, I don't think that's alternate history though. Because that's not set. That's not our world. At one point, he crosses over right, into like, our world, and yes. so if you want to say that alternate history also includes many worlds theories where you can travel into other worlds, yeah. sure, the man in the high castle is alternate history. Okay, so it is. You can. It's, ed- it's often classified ed- as. It's often classified history. as it, that. But <laughs> yeah. I think what's going on in that book. Of course, it's Philip K. Dick. He isn't just going to go. Oh, what would happen if we were in a different thing? No, that. I mean, it. Yeah. Okay. Let's say it can be. It does have alternate history as one of the main pillars of it. But yeah. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Um, from like the. As you said before, that he also wrote books. Uh, from the, like, that happens or. Yeah. Alternate second world war history kind of stuff yeah that is always in my head uh like blocked and yeah. put up like yeah. this is like uh, 
nicely done yeah. by the man in the high castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, it, uh, man in the high like, castle is a better is is a great book. I think it's one of the few books that I've given five stars to. Like yeah. in in uh, what is it in in thirteen years of the podcast I've given like fourteen <laughs> books five yeah. stars. Or and that's it one is, of it. Yeah. And the um, Pavan, what did you give that one? Oh well, I think I gave it like four and a half stars, but you yeah, gave you... it zero stars. I don't even remember. Uh, it it was a it was a tricky one because you yeah. I don't even think finished it. Yes. Juliana didn't get it. So Luke explains the plot and the concept of Pavana by Keith Roberts. So that was, yes, yeah, that I was back I in I didn't uh, finish it um, because I just had no, 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 um, connection to the themes. Yeah, but I'm, I remember you giving it a really high rating. Yeah, I must well. have, if you didn't finish it, that's my pure rating of four yes, and a half stars. Four and a half stars. Okay. So um, you said you enjoyed this book. Were yeah. there any things that you, apart from some things that were not quite that you didn't that you really didn't enjoy? All right. Here we go. Lindsay, well, I'm going down to friends reviews on, oh, okay. uh, on thing. Rated it four stars. And I'm going to rate this book four stars. Man, I'm sick of great big books published in serial form. This isn't a trilogy. Trilogies are three novels. The format of a novel, novel is beginning, middle, end. This is all beginning with major event at the end that doesn't change anything for the characters and leaves great gobs of story to come. Oh, and here we go. As I was reading through this, I, again, it starts off book one of the alchemy wars and i was mm. like ah oh, yeah i already knew this was a trilogy mm. but as it was going on i was like ah oh, there's more stuff here and they're mm. gonna probably resolve some of these these character stories and they do again the characters go through yeah but as soon as it got to that last bit and like half an hour to go off the audiobook and it said epilogue and i was like eh, i don't want epilogue i want ending yes. if you know what i mean yes and yeah, and again, this is what Soren said. He said there's 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 more to come, but mm. it doesn't really expand on the world. It just continues with the story. Right. And so this is one of these meta ratings of like, <laughs> if this was all of the world building mm -hmm. of the whole book and it actually felt like the story had come to a close at the end of the book rather than we've got we've reached this part of the story but i'm not sure if i want to carry on reading because soren has said that there's not any more world building so i think it would it will just play out the alchemy wars if you know what i mean so this did it have enough uh, storylines to 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 pass over two more books i don't know i'm not sure that these I'm not sure there's any more stories to be told with these ah, characters. That's, a, that's always such a pity. And so while these character stories have come to an end, this is a book called The Alchemy Wars. Yeah. And the war hasn't started yet. Ah. You know what I mean? Like. Okay. Yeah, we, because we're in a cease. We're in a ceasefire between, between France and... Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's there's some good stuff, and there's lots of genre bending stuff. Like at the end, they're like, "Oh, it's now a heist movie. It's now a heist story, is it?" And they they plot to go into something and like that kind of thing. I think I'm going to predict something here. What's up? In the second book, I don't know. I'm not going to. No, read no it. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I I don't know if I'm going to. I'm just yeah. saying uh, for anybody who's reading the second yeah. novel in this, we're sudden we're now in the second book. We're going to see something from the Dutch side. Maybe. Here's Jenny from Reading Envy, marked as did not finish. I got about a quarter way in and decided I wouldn't finish. Um, you know, the the Alchemy's Wars were set during uh, Louis the Fourteenth. If you're interested in how issues of mechanical beings would fare during this era, you'll probably love this book. Solidly not for me, maybe for others. And that's the thing. Like, I... This book, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but I already saw Ian Tregellis getting to the limits of what he what he can do with science fiction. 
Okay. Like I said, there's like a few scenes in this which were like really like like star scenes, like yeah. some moment, like in some world building and some parts of this book which were like really like oh that's really great, but a lot of it felt a bit like oh just adventure and then they go here and then they do that and then there's a fight here. So this here. is a, a genre issue. It's it's like um, the the book. Um, Unlike when you have hard science fiction where you can yeah. go into the details of how the, the starships work and how the things do no, work. No, no, like, it's not even that. It's no? not even that. Like, I don't, mind, I don't mind techno babble and jargon and all that kind of stuff. And this has enough of that. Okay. What I'm saying is that I felt like I've maxed out and maybe Ian Tregellis is kind of maxing out on what he can do. Like, how he can write interesting world building and interesting characters and character moments mm -hmm. they were it, it was just a bit too spread out there was too much of like oh this is cool this is a cool idea and it's sort of like yes we, we've you've now mm. trodden that idea a bit too much and oh, the right, idea of that oh and a clacker can go underwater and survive and not have to breathe and it's sort of like right yeah okay we get that and okay. then and then and, and then and like and it, there was yeah. too much of me saying like right yes yes i get that you you've you've bled that bit dry and it really did feel like he was bleeding dry the ideas that he he could get out of this setup oh but if this already happens in the first book yeah that's what i'm saying and soren has mm. already said mm. there isn't much extra world building it just continues on with the story mm. and i don't think the story was really strong enough there was a little bit too much idiot plotting in it <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah. like oh we could do this ah but we didn't think it through and then this bad thing happened and like too much of it was based around like yeah but if you just took proper precautions mm. you, you know there's this thing if you read the email Yeah, just read the email first. <laughs> I don't remember what that book was. Yeah, read the email and then like it you'll you'll know the you'll know the the, the yeah. story. Wasn't oh, that the Emma Newman number yeah, two? Yeah, it was it was the yeah, it was the second one where the, there was a guy who was investigating something and trying to get to the bottom of a murder mystery. And he could have solved it. And he people kept on look <sighs> emailing him the answers to the problems yeah. and he was like, nah, I'll open the email later and then we get like another quarter of the way through the book and he's like, Shall I check my emails? <laughs> Nah, no, I won't check not. my emails. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, "All right, I'll check my emails." Oh, this is the answer to the whole story. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, it's it wasn't quite that bad, but there was this kind of you know, there's this 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 scene. Actually, let me put it this way: every Jurassic Park movie since the first Jurassic Park movie is sort of like, "Hey, let's make them let's make these Velociraptors into weapons," and you're like, "That never ends well." And they're like, "No, this time it's going to end well. We're hey, going to make they, them into they, weapons." They won't be able to make babies. Yeah. No, no, it's not that. Yeah. It's like, all we need to do is put this controller chip in them. And yeah. they're like, no, it doesn't work. All we need to do is raise them from birth to be like following be, Chris to Pratt's... To be friendly. Yeah, to follow Chris Pratt's lead. And then they'll just follow his orders. That's going to work out. No, it doesn't work. All we need is like the right kind of fencing to keep them in and that's all we need just electrical fencing here right. all the way around but what if, happens I was gonna say, the, even the, the first movie yeah, it's like yeah. A, oh, oh what we need to do is we need a special you know and it we always, need an island yeah, yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah then, <laughs> it, it's always a sort of like oh this thing is very dangerous and all we need to do is follow the precautions and you're literally reading the book going This isn't going to work, and and there's and it's not just like following the precautions. It's like, ah, oh, right. What we need to do is go in here and just reading, going. You're not clever enough to <laughs> succeed in this in this mission. Yeah. And there's two ways out of that. One is that they fail in the mission, or they fail in the task, or they, the the situation fails, and mm. you're like, well, yeah, you were stupid, and uh, <laughs> you died, or lots of people die, or whatever it's going to be. Like yeah. in the same way that you see in in these in these recent Jurassic Park movies, Jurassic World, or something. You're like, this isn't going to go well, and then it doesn't. 
doesn't go well and the person who was leading the the military team or doing the military uh, things you're just sort of like what do you expect and you and it doesn't make you feel clever no. like t- to be honest the first Jurassic Park does this really really great you know the whole clever girl it's oh, sort yeah. of like oh no that's what you need yeah. because Steven Spielberg and uh, um what's the, the author's name uh John Grisham no he did the uh, no 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 <laughs> uh, Michael Crichton John oh, Grisham yeah, did oh, the yeah. legal stuff Michael, yeah, yeah, Crichton. Michael Crichton Michael yeah. Crichton who wrote the the story yeah. for the book and then also wrote the story for the movie Understa- he's a good enough writer to understand and a clever enough person to say alright we're going to have intelligent people working on intelligent solutions something will go wrong but then it's like it's not idiot plotting all yeah. the way through yeah. and if there is an idiot everyone's like well that person's the idiot, idiot. don't yeah. do that yeah. and in this case I'm just sort of like I'm following the idiots mm. you know and mm. at the end I was like but our main characters I don't want our main characters to be the idiots mm. And the, and their motivations aren't. Sh- I don't feel. I didn't feel their motivations were strong enough. And when they come together, I'm like, all right, now let's work together as a team. I'm like, why are you following this person? Like, wh- you know, this plan is dumb. It's going to fail. And if it doesn't fail, the only reason why it doesn't fail is because the characters in the book, the people that they're going up against, are more stupid than them. You know, in the same way that you get with those. Uh, yeah. You know, Vorkosigan saga ones. It's either it, everything, all the chips fall very conveniently and everything works out. Yep. Or you've got to have the people that you're going up against more stupid than, than the people, yeah. your characters. Well, also yeah. Not, or yeah. you've got to have the mission fail. You know, those, yeah. those are kind of like, I mean, there's probably other options, but you, either everything can just work out by luck. Everything can work out because the people they're up against are more stupid than them. Like, you know, the last Emprox, you know, like that collapsing empire series by John Scalzi. Uh, or you, or it fails, you know, or the mission yeah. fails. Now, yeah. I'm not going to say what happens in this situation, but all three of them are kind of unsatisfying. I don't want to read about stupid people succeeding because other people are more stupid than them. Yeah. I don't want to uh, read about someone uh, succeeding because some deus ex machina comes in and, it, you know, and the, and the chips. Conveniently. Oh, yeah, conveniently yeah. helps them out i mean yeah. yeah or whatever and also then if they go into the situation and then it fails i'm like well that was unsatisfying because i could see where this was going anyway and just because it's realistic that they're stupid people getting into a situation and getting their comeuppance that is also unsatisfying yeah you know again i don't want every book to be you know the martian competent porn, no competence porn no i i don't even want happy endings at the end it's not even about happy endings i'm talking about satisfying storytelling yeah you know satisfying storytelling can't rely on it just working out randomly it can't rely on other people being more stupid and i don't want to read about stupid people getting into situations and it going badly for them because i'm just sort of like no be more be more clever why are we following <laughs> stupid people yeah you know yeah 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 and the the best authors can write a plot where intelligent people get into situations where they are up against it and then they can use their intelligence or skills or power or what you know whatever they yeah, need absolutely. to get and out of it in the meantime it. they can get overwhelmed yeah, they and they can fail and also <laughs> it's great to see someone really really clever get into a situation and then not manage to get out mm, of it you know and yes. then that's really satisfying it's like oh I didn't even I didn't even see that it could have gone wrong in that way I yeah. like and it's like yeah the author is showing you the hubris like later on the hubris and they're mm-hmm. showing you your hubris as a reader because yeah. you also didn't, didn't know what it. was going on yes. and i love that in books where like i'm going oh i know how this is going to end and, and then, then there's a big reveal and you're like oh right of course that oh, was and yeah. there's only later and you go yes of course that other people was going to get one up on them because the other person yeah. in the book was more intelligent than them yeah. but i thought the person i was following was was, inte- the, inter- was was the intelligent one because i was agreeing I with was, everything yeah. they said <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah yeah absolutely when did this book come out 
I've no idea, but let's have a look. How did it feel? Like, what's your... Don't look it up now. What's your feel? Uh, 2012. Okay. This book came out, uh, published, in 2015. Ah, not bad. Okay. Maybe. Oh, is that the... Isn't that like a book detail thing? Oh yeah, all of these, all of these authors are, all of these reviews are from like 2014. So maybe that was th this edition. Maybe there's a, a different, a different edition that came out beforehand. Other editions. To, let's click on other editions here. Uh, yeah, 2015, 2015, 2016. Yeah, I guess 2016. But there's some reviews from 2014, so I guess people might have marked it as to read in 2014. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Does it feel like a 2014-15 book? It, it doesn't feel like anything because it's alternate history. But okay. uh, the only way that you can think something is pretty like 2015 book is that like it doesn't, there's no references to like Trump or other stuff that has happened there. Okay, but in the sense of the writing, like sometimes you there can feel There no is no make in new the... Amsterdam great again or whatever. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, it feels, it feels pretty but, modern. Like, yeah. I say, like, but I, again, in a book like this, like if it's a science fiction book, yes, you can tell a book from written in 2015 to 2020 yeah. because technology moves on. But because this is alternate history based on alchemy... Uh, no, 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 but I'm, I'm all meaning like uh, in the way that uh, people treat each other, people, people are being... Yeah, yeah, again, it's, it feels pretty modern. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. I don't have anything more to say. We talked about this book for about uh, 40 minutes. I read this? I think you might enjoy it. Okay, that's an interesting way of framing it. I'm going to give this book four stars. That's pretty But good. like I said, there's there's a lot to like in this. But again, it's let down by the plotting and let down by some character motivations and let down by also those stories kind of coming to, like some stories coming to an end but it not feeling like it's got a proper ending hmm. you know what i mean yeah there's like there's a big this reveal been... about one of the characters and i'm like wow this is sort of like what you're now just giving me in the epilogue feels oh. like a novel's worth of story here saying like and then they've moved on and done this and they've done that and they've done this and they've done that i'm like yeah, but the... wait okay that, then that, that will be... be then uh, explored in the second book no because it's given away what's happened that's okay. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, what else can these characters do now? Are we going to pick up with different characters? Okay. Maybe if I look, and I, I could probably look at the, the blurb the of Alchemy one. Wars. Yeah, let's quickly have a look at this. Blurb of Alchemy Wars. Uh, what's this called? The Rising. The Mechanical, The Rising, and The Liberation. Well, uh, the titles give it kind of second way. Second book. Oh, actually, okay. Two of the characters are the same, and one of the characters is a different character. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. In the, in the second book. Who knows? I'll put it on my to-read list and okay. maybe I'll think about it. However, we know the next book I'm going to read or the next book we're going to read. Oh, is it? Uh, do we, oh, yes. The, uh, the the final book in the Salvation, the Salvation Trilogy, which yeah. we, we timed this pretty well that we could read the first book in June and then the second book in August and now, and now we get to November and the third book is going to come out. So what I want you to do is download that as an ebook and start reading it. Oh, that's cool because I started like I got the Hyperion from the library. Yeah, and I started reading the first page. No, why did you do that? That book's that's not a book for you to read another time. Oh, I thought I should read Hyperion another time. Why? No, well, because it's the last time I read it in 2012. I know, but I don't. I don't think it's a book that you need to read again. Because anyway, I started reading the first page yeah. and it was like, blah, 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 blah. And you fell asleep. <laughs> <I> fell asleep. <laughs> okay. and so uh, it didn't grab me at all. Anything. All right. get, get on to 
in iBooks or Amazon or whatever you want to do. Oh, yeah. I was is it still see- called Am- iBooks or is it just Apple Books now? Okay, get onto Apple Books. Books, whatever. The Books app. I, I'm always looking up where it's the best deal. Yeah, you know? okay. Get, or, Am- or Kindle or something, whatever yeah. you do. Get yourself... Saints Salvation. of Salvation Saints by of Peter Hamilton. Okay. It's a third book and, in the trilogy, and I still and I don't need to go back and refresh it. I'm still very clear about what happened yeah. in in the I last think, in the I previous think two books. Me too. All right, then that's, that's it. The next one, cool. I mean, it might not be the next book we do a podcast about because I'm going to wait for you to get three quarters of the way through the book before I start then, listening yes, to it. Yes, of course. And but also, it's a uh, it's autumn, wintry time now, so I don't have to go outside so much anymore, and so I can read inside. Yeah, uh, I just want to say Alchemy Wars, narrated by Chris Kayser. Uh, good, good, yeah, good, good narration. Good, good narration. Uh, he does some good robot voices. That's what I can say. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he has a robot. Do robot the voice. robots have dialects accents? No, they don't. But the great thing is, is that they all sound exactly the same. But he somehow puts a different, slightly different like... spin on them. It's, okay. it's, it's very clever what he does there. Um, cool. So. So, sounds like you should probably listen to it as an audiobook. What? Mechanical. Oh no, yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Fifteen hours. It's a good, good audiobook length. Not too long. Not too short. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have it yet, you should get Audible. Oh yeah, audibletrialcom forward slash Luke Bird. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think anyone's bothering with that anymore. I know. It's been a while since I've got any, uh, got any uh, co-payments <laughs> from from Audible. Maybe there's a just. Maybe there's a big backlog, a new... and they've just not got the emails. <laughs> Maybe it's sure. just a, a one very new listener who hasn't audio. Yeah, audibletrialcom forward slash sfbrp. That's the way to to do it um yes and uh yeah also yeah if you want me to uh, here's a good thing i'm really glad that soren picked this book out for me because i did very much enjoy it That's and good. i probably wouldn't have read it you wouldn't have picked this i, for I wouldn't have picked this yeah but some people have have picked some good things as well there's this uh there's this um thread over on goodreads on the sfbrp listener group where a few people have throwing out some recommendations here um tamahomi said uh um you should read Marco Clouse's Intraplanetary Aftershocks. It was pretty good as far as world building, but it's definitely the first in the trilogy. What's a gyrofoil? He says. Of course, there's obviously some fun. That sounds like it's a sailing boat kind of thing, isn't uh, it? Uh, no. 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 Although now I think that it I, sounds like a sailing boat kind of thing. I like thought a, it was a. Uh, uh, like, you know, they have foils. Yeah. And it, a gyrofoil is just a different kind of a gyrofoil. I thought it was foil. like maybe I'm getting confused with a gyrocopter. I know it's a it's a it's a kind of transport kind of thing. Okay. Not sure it's a boat thing. Anyway, right. so uh, well, we... but so I looked it up and he gave it three stars. <laughs> and so we had this conversation. I said you gave this book three stars. Why do you think I should read it? And that's one of the things that I was like, if you give it three stars, like and and I want to I want people to recommend books to me, which I'm going to give at least four stars. Yeah, to, so. but if they think. That this is this gets your like yeah by now people know what yeah. your taste yeah, is true. in books and if they think oh this is a three star book for me but, but it I, could be it a five could, star book for yeah. Luke yeah that is true so he says it has better world building than Embers of War which you weren't happy with you might like it better than me and this is how I can tell people have sometimes better memories of a book than I do <laughs> because I have literally no and I actually said this I have zero memories of Embers of War like nothing like there's a but hole in my the, brain who wrote that? I don't even know so uh, <laughs> but I uh, but I looked it up uh, in your good review you said it had no depth to the setting and then, then i actually remembered it i was like oh it's got it's 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 the book which i said it's got all of the 
modern tropes of like spaceships with funny names and with personalities you know and all this kind of stuff so it's got all these bits and pieces and it's got this bit from the culture novels and it's got this bit from the you know could have been a really good fit and it it has all of those elements in it but with none of the thematic explorations of any of them it's all like that kind of surface detail Um, but then I discovered that the second book in the Embers of War is one of those audible like in the library in the library in the free library so who knows maybe I'll get to it Um, Fleet of Knives Embers of War book 2 is a free listen on audio book oh, cool. um so i i've added this uh marto clues interplanetary aftershocks however somebody else came in and said um uh, that there's i've had well this that while the first book is a good prologue to what looks like a long series it's like military science fiction stuff mm. even after the second book the pace is absolutely glacial it says where it might be a political interest to you and Juliana is uh, that the story is heavily informed by Mar- Mario Clues's childhood in post-war Germany so it's about a culture paying crippling reparations to the allies that defeated them and living uh, with the previous generation being the aggressors in an interplanetary war so uh, that's a uh, I think that's a uh, interesting little mm. setup. Juliana is frowning at me because she doesn't understand that people what listening to podcasts can't see frowns. No, um, I'm I'm trying to think of my reaction to yeah. I'm not so much Yeah, because interested. you're actually now two generations missed uh, out actually, from that or four like, generations. Yeah, yeah. because the, my grandparents' parents were yeah. some played some role in the war as like foot soldiers or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So they're so far away yeah. from me. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're four generations. But also, after the Second World War, the Germans weren't paying reparations. The Germans paid reparations after the First World War, yeah. not the Second World War, because yeah. after the Second World War, there was the Marshall Plan. So your grandparents, uh, well, you're all from East Germany, so there's a, there's yeah. a, there wasn't so much a Marshall Plan for East Germany. Um, mm, not really. But, uh, so, yeah, my, you- my grandmother, my, no, my great-grandmother yeah uh, turned a bit crazy so when the russians arrived in their little village yeah she ran out to them yeah like hand waving whatever yeah got shot she was shot by the russians yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your grandfather my grandfather grand- my, my great-grandfather yeah was uh riding on his uh his you know the ca- carriage with yeah. a horse yeah and he was so drunk yeah he fell off the the, the seat yeah. and got trampled over by his horse. And that's how he died. That's how he died. You got some a very... I got some really interesting high, family history. High level, high level high intelligence. Level, high level, All right, yeah. we've been talking almost an hour. Let's wrap it up there. Thanks for the um, thanks for the recommend- book recommendations. We might go with the... Mar- I might read the Mario Kloos book, um, Aftershocks. But again, if it's the first series in a long series mm. of military science fiction, I'd know. I'd rather... Uh, there's there's other books I might get to. But anyway, as I want to say, please keep dropping books into that. That's how I discovered. Oh, that's how I remembered about the Saints of Salvation because Tamahomi also popped that book into the in here as well, mentioning that that's it's great. out. Yeah, Although so it's I'm not gonna... out in America until the seventeenth of November, but it's out now in Europe. I would get it. What's that? Saints of Salvation. Yes. Yeah, I know. I tell. I said uh, that's the next I, book I'm that you're reading. It. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.